Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Thank you for listening to the Martinis and the Macabre podcast. This show contains graphic content and explicit language and is intended for adults. Listener discretion is advised. tell you about a dream I had. We'll start it over again as if you didn't hear about this dream. Okay, I'll pretend I didn't hear it. Okay, can we just start again? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I had a dream the other night, and it was the only dream where I woke up laughing. I never woke up laughing. Not to, not to my knowledge. Other than that self-absorbent sponge dream I think I had. That was fucking weird. Where I woke you up and told you about it. Yeah. yeah. I remember. But um, I was watching like a YouTube video, I think. Or like one of those... Yeah, no, it was, it was a YouTube video. But it was like a recipe for a dessert. And the dessert was like... It looked good. It was like, a, like pre-bought Pillsbury pizza dough that you just roll out. And then you put, like, butter and then brown sugar and cinnamon on it and sprinkle that on there, you know. And then you put, like, caramel topping mm-hmm. and then candied pecans and then, like, candied bacon with brown sugar chopped up, you know. And you put it over it and then you roll it up and slice it and you make, like, little cinnamon rolls, uh-huh. you know. And the voice over on it was like... Ah, uh, you're 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 gonna love this, and your kids are gonna love it. But you make sure to keep them inside because there's pedophiles everywhere. And even in the dream, I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then it said, link in the description below. And I was like, what? And I clicked on the link, and it was like black and white B-roll footage of some guy in a van. You know, he's like trying to get a kid, and the kids like got his hands crossed, arms crossed, like, uh-uh. and the voiceover was like. Are you sick and tired of trying to get kids into your van? <laughs> Look no further, because with this recipe, you won't be able to keep them out of your van. And I woke up laughing. <laughs> Where I'm like curled up with you, and my, my, my face is buried in your back, and I'm going like... <laughs> so it's like you had two dreams in one that were connected, <laughs> yeah. and they revolved around You've getting gotta... kids into your pedo van with your newfound... Bakery treats. Yeah. yeah. You can't do the thing they did in the 80s where like, hey, you want to see a dead body? No, was like, you got to gotta give them candy. No, no, no. They just went on long voyages down railroad tracks to find dead bodies. I never liked that movie. Why? I never, it was boring. 
But you're, I think you're boring. I think the dream really centered around you have got to try this fucking recipe. It's gonna, so good. It's so good. It's gonna fuck everybody's world up. And you're gonna get more kids to molest. I guess. I don't know. It's gonna be. I gotta try it. I dreamed it, so I gotta try it. Oh goodness. Or at least make the YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, make that happen. The B-roll footage where you can't do anything right. You know, like he's like, you oh, just throw your on. hands up in frustration. Yeah, there's got to be a better way. Look no further. <laughs> if you take this pizza dough and roll it out. Well, on that note, welcome to Martinis and the Macabre, the podcast where we drunkenly discuss morbid murders, mysteries, and mayhem. And recipes, if you and feel like it. recipes for pedophiles. Or mm. if you're a mom and you just, you know, want to make something nice for your kids. My name is Erica. I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Billy. Hey, guys. Who has some interesting dreams. That was, I hardly remember any of them, but that one was... Uh... That was a real treat. All the way to work, I was giggling at it, too. Like, <laughs> why would you link it into that video where you want to make something for your kids? Who would do so? Whatever. It's just... It's just and dumb. you know, I've probably had funny dreams, but I don't remember any. You have a lot of funny dreams because you talk in your sleep. Well... You talk, you talk in your sleep when you're really, really tired. And um, I've held conversations with you, but... It's like seriously having a conversation with a dog or cat. Like they're talking back, but I don't know. You know, like you'll, you'll lay there and you'll be like, I'm going to go up there. I'm like, where are you going to go? I'm a busy person doing busy things, okay? You take busy poops. I'm trying to. What? That's from Whitest Kids You Know, the show. Oh. I'm a busy man. I take busy poops. Whatever. I thought you were implying something about my bowel habits. No, you also poop. I was about to get offended. You're a human being. You poop. If you get offended at that, I, I, do. Don't, I don't know what to tell you. Just letting you all in. Women poop too. Oh, there's a great music, uh, great band out there called Reform Whor- Reformed Whores. Yeah. And they do a song called Girls Poop Too. Girls and Poop Too. They're hilarious. <laughs> And one of the members stuff. of the band looks like the what the the sister-in-law of Walter from uh, Breaking Bad. Hand to God, looks just like her. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? The one that's not the blonde. No, I don't know that I've ever actually seen pictures of them. I'll show you. You go ahead and you you intro this. I'll show you a picture. Okay. Looks just fucking well, like her. Tonight we're gonna talk about a serial murderer. But before we get into that fun, I do want to take this moment. Um, I went back and redid some research because when we did the episode on Robert Roan, it had literally been months since I actually researched it. So I did want to update where I may have misspoken. Um, They did not find digested blood in his intestinal tract. You know, quote unquote digested. His heart coronary artery and inferior vena cava were perforated what is that what is that what is that big blood vessels in his body that's what you they say. would yeah. have bled profusely and he would have died within minutes now blood was found in the intestines from the wound uh there was a knife wound cut into the first part of the duodenum uh which is the first part of the intestines 
the hemorrhage was extending 24 to 25 inches beyond the third part of the duodenum into the jejunum, which means he had about two feet of blood in his intestines. Now, peristalsis, which is the contraction of the muscles in the intestinal tract, would have stopped at death or within just a few minutes, but blood could have moved through his intestines if he had been rolled or moved. So... What does all that... What does all this mean? Basically, all that means is he didn't ingest and start digesting his blood as in it came from his stomach. Now, enzymes were effectively digesting his blood. But it didn't start from his stomach. It started from his intestines. And the fact that it was found so far into his intestines could have implied that he was rolled or moved after death. Which would... So... Okay. Basically, we come out to the same result. I just, I misspoke. <laughs> so I just wanted to clear that up. Speaking of which, I misspoke. You did. Yes. Um, I wasn't privy I think, to it because I didn't know. Well, you don't listen to the, the that one podcast I was yeah. talking about. Um, you listen to Lore. Mm-hmm. Lore is a great podcast. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and I think this is one of many we're going to have throughout our entire podcasting career is we are, well, inebriated. Mm-hmm. And we're going to fuck it up. And actually, little trivial note for you here. Our initial title for this podcast we thought about doing was Crime and Inebriation. Yeah. That was vetoed because we don't cover just crime. Yeah. But um, I mentioned about um, Cupid, the story of Cupid. And it said lore covers it. Lore, do- lore does not cover it. Um, lore cover covers... Folklore. Um, the podcast I was talking about was Myths and Legends podcast. They cover, well, fuck it, Myths and Legends. Uh, Pretty self-explanatory yeah, 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 there, yeah, really. It's really, really cut and dry. But um, <laughs> they cover that. They cover all kinds of, um, like they do the um, Knights of the Round Table, uh, the Sword in the Stone. Uh, Pocahontas, who I found out was, um, goddamn, she was really young. Mm-hmm. She was really young, like, like Early here, teens, here is this like like twelve. Yeah, like she was really fucking young. And John Smith was a bit of a pedophile. Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. <laughs> it was, it was, um, it was seen more of a more of a big brother little sister relationship. Ah. Yeah, and he was a very self proclaimed badass. Spoke of himself a lot, but he was also a slave. Really? Yeah, that's how. He uh, got captured in a battle, I think, like in Turkey, and he was a slave. And what's weird was he was segregated from everybody else because he was a white guy from England. So his beatings were a lot more severe, and they didn't want the other slaves to see it. So he was put in a different field to go to work, and then the master, his master would come out every day and just tune him up. Wow. Until one day he said, fuck it, I'm not doing this anymore. And then he killed him and got on his horse and broke camp. But Miss and Legends is a great podcast. I misspoke. Lore is a great podcast. And I tell you what, if you listen to both of them, both those guys kind of sound alike, tone of voice and wise. So, you know. I've never listened to Myths and Legends, uh, but I do like Lore with Aaron Mankey. And they're making a show, aren't they, with AMC? with AMC and the producers of The Walking Dead, I believe. Yeah. Pretty cool stuff. Before we get started on today's subject, that's the Reformed Horrors right there. And who are you saying looks like The one on the left looks like that Skylar bitch's sister. No, she doesn't. She looks a lot like her. No, she doesn't. 
You're so high. So a I'm lot not lighter. high. Good comeback. I she I, looks a lot like her. I don't do any illicit drugs. Just saying, because I am a nurse. <laughs> You're hammered. Anyway. Maybe hammered, but not high. And it's my day off, so I'm entitled. What are we doing today? <laughs> we are going to cover Robert Willie Picton from the Piggy Palace Good Time Society. Yay! <laughs> Actually, Robert P- Willie Picton was convicted in 2007 of six women's murders, and he is the suspect in an additional 20 women's murders that happened on his pig farm in British Columbia, Canada. Fun times, huh? Yeah, you don't really um, see a whole lot of this coming out of Canada. Yeah. They're so nice. We've got a couple of stories lined up that have to do with Canada. So you're slipping Canada. <laughs> Watch. We'll or read. you're doing great. We'll Depends read. on how you look at we'll it. We'll read further on like he, was, he, like he used to live in like Jersey and then like he came here. No, he's yeah. from Canada. Oh. So Willie Picton was born in 1949 in British Columbia to pig farmers. And in 1992, he and his brother David inherited the pig farm. They took over the operations. Employee Bill Hiscox described Willie as, quote, quiet, hard to strike up a conversation with. So, A, this is Canada. And like I said before, I'm not really not really saying anything that's shocking. Like, I don't care who the fuck I offend. I'm going to say this. No, this is just fact. They're nice. Now, That's what I've heard. Now, here's the... Okay. Ask me to describe Willie. Describe Willie. He's a dick. There. Quiet, hard to strike up a conversation with. Dick. He's a dick. So that's your translation of what this employee said. A dick that smells like pig shit. Hmm. I mean, you know. Well. Yeah. Well, Picton reportedly never had a history of substance abuse but had unknown, quote, bizarre behaviors and was emotionally attached to his vehicle, which was a converted bus with deeply tinted windows. Emotionally attached. Emotionally attached. You know, I don't even to know. To a vehicle. I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> Wait, no. Sort I, of like that chick that married the Eiffel Tower, I suppose. Sort of like me and my PlayStation. I get it. Oh, I yeah. get it. I get it. Okay. Okay. Now I feel dumb. You're right. In 1996, the brothers began neglecting the farm, and they also registered as a non-profit charity called the Piggy Palace Good Times Society. That's, um, a wicked awesome band name. No. No, that's a, that's a, like, um, oh my god, I could totally see that. Oh my god, I could totally see that as Marilyn Manson's first album. Marilyn Manson was first Marilyn Manson and Spooky Kids. Uh-huh. Marilyn Manson and Spooky Kids debut album, The Piggy Palace Good Time Society. Yeah. Right? I, I could see that. And you look at the cover and it's all goth and dark and shit, and you're like, god damn. <laughs> well, this supposed organization aimed to, quote, organize, coordinate, manage, and operate special events, functions, dances, shows, and exhibitions on behalf of service organizations, sports organizations, and other worthy groups. Yeah, if I go to anything and this is brought to you by the Piggy Palace Good Time Society, you'll see me there. I'll be there. <laughs> It'll be a good time. Come to my tent. I'm doing face painting. <laughs> Events included wild parties and raves featuring local prostitutes and even the Hell's Angels. Goddamn a- Piggy Palace. 
<laughs> yeah. All in a converted slaughterhouse. These Damn. Ev- these events attracted as many as 2,000 people at times. And Billy. <laughs> you weren't there. All right, guys. It's been real. I got to go. Honey, I got to go. I got to go to Canada. This is amazing. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. This was crazy. This ain't even political. This ain't even political. It's like, oh, you you know, you are, are you a liberal? Are you trying to leave and go to Canada? No, dude. Piggy Palace, good time society, don't give a fuck. This is amazing. <laughs> Prostitutes in a slaughterhouse, really? March 23rd of 1997, Picton was charged with attempted murder of prostitute Wendy Lynn Eitstetter. She was stabbed several times during an altercation with Picton, and she reported to police that she was handcuffed but managed to escape after suffering several lacerations, disarming Picton, and then stabbing him with his own weapon. She was badass. (laughs) Well, Picton sought treatment at the same hospital Wendy was taken to and was easily located and arrested. Not the smartest criminal. He's a guy that smelled like... Dirty sex, regret, and slaughterhouse. (laughs) He was released on bond, and the charge ended up being dismissed in January of 1998 due to Wendy's drug abuse and the difficulty the prosecution would have proving their case. So basically, they couldn't say she was a very reliable source. Still, though, you have stab wounds and, like, bloody clothes and location, location, location. You'd think, but not in Canada, I guess. And you know, it's not even to knock on Canada. I bet we do that shit, too, really. Well, at the time, Picton's clothes and boots from the incident had been collected as evidence, and they would be kept in storage for over seven years before finally being used in a court case. Months later, the Pictons were sued by Port Coquitlam officials related to violations of zoning ordinances related to the nonprofit and neglecting the agriculture for which it was zoned. So basically, they got fucking lazy and didn't want to mow the lawn. Yeah, they got lazy and turned their farm into a nonprofit organization, and then got lazier <laughs> and didn't. Yeah, didn't do the upkeep. Yeah, they didn't. Fucking no new paint, no new shrubs. And when it came it. to the charges, they got even lazier because the Pictons ignored the charges. Instead, they held a 1998 New Year's Eve party. That's the way to do it. You get charged with something, throw a party. Yeah. Fuck it, it's just paper. I don't follow the laws of man. I don't think they speak like that in Canada. Probably not, but I could imagine Robert Willie Picton speaking like that. Yeah. They then faced an injunction which banned future parties and allowed police to arrest and remove any people attending events held by the Piggy Palace Good Time Society. <laughs> I'm going to giggle every time I hear that. It's, it's great. So, the non-profit status was removed the next year, and the, quote, society disbanded. Sounds like something like, he sounds like a person. What's his name? Robert Willie Picton of the Piggy Palace Good Time Society. Sounds like somebody, like, Mills, Detective Mills in Somerset would look for in the movie Seven. Like, he seems like one of the prime suspects. Worker Bill Hiscox that we quoted just a few minutes ago noted over the next three years that women visiting the farm usually went missing. But that isn't what led to Picton's capture. Reports of illegal firearms on the farm were made around that time and a search warrant was obtained for illegal firearms. Picton ended up being charged with three firearms charges the next day 
And while in custody, police obtained a second search warrant as part of the BC Missing Women investigation related to personal items, including an inhaler, belonging to missing women that were discovered on the property during the first search warrant. Around this time, they'd had a lot of women in British Columbia come up missing. So when they searched the first time, they found some shit, and they were like, mm, we need to investigate this further. Wouldn't you cover your tracks? At least try. I mean, I would be kind of, if I was one of the investigators, I would be kind of offended. I'd this be like, is, I'd be like, really, dude? You didn't even put forth a fucking effort? This is the man that ignored his charges and threw a New Year's Eve party. I guess he just really doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So, an excavation and search began on the farm, and the DNA of 33 women was found, along with skulls cut in half with the hands and feet stuffed inside. <laughs> part of wow. a Wow! Part of a jawbone and teeth near a slaughterhouse. Like a Swiss Army person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Head, shoulders, knees, and forehead. Knees and forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. What are we going to do with these toes, Willie? Put them in her ear. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Ed it Gini makes a good storage Ed, bowl. Ed Geenie got shit on these motherfuckers. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> they turn a person into a travel-sized person. <laughs> it's a carry-on. <laughs> it's like Snickers fun size. <laughs> it just packed all the fun in right in there. <laughs> it's, a human, it's a human hot pocket. <laughs> oh, my God. You're awful. You're going to hell. <laughs> That's the worst Easter egg hunt in the world. <laughs> I never thought taking somebody else's body and putting it in their fucking skull. <laughs> Willie really don't give a fuck. God damn. And according to the research, this was multiple skulls, plural, Hot cut body. in half. With the hands and feet stuffed inside. <laughs> Try lean bodies, too. Is that without the hands and feet? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> he said to be so confused. Where'd you find her hands and her skull? Fuck it, what? Steve, what? Say it again? They, were, they, they cut the skull in half and stuffed part of the body in there. Part of the... Like their own body, yeah. Like like feet. Their feet were in their head. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> what? I, I wonder how. I wonder how many investigators are like. All right. Um. Been doing this for a couple years. I haven't taken a vacation. I'm going on a vacation. I'm gonna go clock out. You guys got I'm, this. I'm cashing in my PTO right now. <laughs> Where's Joe Nickel? I'm sure he's got something to fucking say about this. Try and say this didn't happen, Joe Nickel. <laughs> we, just, we just openly challenged Joe Nickel on podcast. <laughs> Put your fucking money where your mouth is. Well, this isn't something paranormal, so... Hopefully Joe Nickel will not respond. No, this is like... <laughs> this is like the Russian doll that you, you open. <laughs> the nesting one. dolls. <laughs> yeah, you just keep going. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, wow. Because it gets worse. <laughs> Man. Yep, there I go, raining it in again. <laughs> yeah, you really do. Yeah. 
So, oh, it doesn't matter how everything is going. It's going to be totally just the, the worst thing you've ever heard. It's coming. Get ready. <laughs> so, so aside from these skulls with the hands and feet stuffed inside, part of a jawbone and teeth was found near a slaughterhouse, and one victim's remains were found inside a garbage bag. Do you think, like, this is what started the whole flex force? <laughs> like... <laughs> Glad you know, wanted to find a way. You know a femur had the fucking... <laughs> well, they also found a twenty-two caliber revolver with a dildo attached to its barrel as a makeshift silencer. I could get... Okay, why not? Sure. <laughs> you know you'd giggle before you die. <laughs> no, please. Please, I'll give you anything you want. Please, please don't fucking kill me. Please don't fucking kill me. What is it? A fucking dildo? <laughs> Are you serious? (laughs) It was found to contain both Picton's DNA as well as a victim's. This makes me think of like a cheesy like B-rated horror movie. They're like, hey, what the set to look? And the guy was like, fuck, I don't care. I'm gonna go do, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go do coke. However you want to set it up, set it up. And the special effects. And it turns into a pig slaughterhouse? And the special effects guy's like, fuck it. Pig slaughterhouse. Stuff people inside of themselves. Get the trash bags out. Get uh, put a dildo on a fucking revolver. Yeah, we're that like you know the guy on the set that worked softcore porn. You know, and they're like, we don't have a silencer on set, sir. We tried the the armory, and they don't they don't have it. And he was like, well, fuck it. You got a black shiny dildo right over there. Just drill a hole. It's cool. So if if Willie Picton had redirected his desires, are you saying he could have been successful in the movie industry? I'm saying we wouldn't be covering him right now. We'd be enjoying a film. That's for fucking sure. And Is be... enjoying the right word? <laughs> I'd enjoy the shit out of that. <laughs> you know, like you're sitting there pointing the gun and the tips wiggling. Flopping <laughs> <laughs> everywhere. Oh my God. Are you going to shove that up my... Wait, why do you have that on a gun? I don't understand. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be the most confused guy about to die. Most people know that when their gun's pointed at them, that's it. But if, I, if there's a gun pointed at me and there's a dildo wedged onto the muzzle, I'm like, I don't understand. Is this a sex thing or am I going to die? What are you doing? What are you doing, Willie? And oh, um, and what's not on here is the police also found a person tied up. I, I did research too. They found a person tied up in the corner. Really? Yeah, with a bag over his head. Uh huh. And um, there was a kitty litter box in front of him, but they sprayed Febreze. So they didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Why not? Add it in there. You <laughs> see, <laughs> like him looking around. What is this? Guys, it smells good. It smells fresh. It smells like a lilac bouquet and cat shit. <laughs> lilac bouquet dipped in and, cat shit and pig blood. Is there somebody else in here? <laughs> <laughs> so when Billy said there was a live person in a Febreze commercial, <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy it. But in reality. You can't say that when you listed all this shit that just happened and then you say in reality, it's kind of weird. This is reality. What you said was not. I added one little piece. This was... I added one little piece. A very sad reality. There was a dildo silencer. Picton was initially charged on February 22nd of 2002 
with two charges of first-degree murder for Serena Abatswe and Mona Wilson. On April 2nd, three more charges of murder were added for Jacqueline McDonald, Diane Rock, and Heather Bottomley. On April 9th, a sixth charge for Andrea Josbury followed shortly thereafter with another charge for Brenda Wolfe. Later in the year, on September 20th, four more charges were added for Georgina Pappen, Patricia Johnson, Helen Hallmark, and Jennifer Farminger. What? I can just picture him in the jail cell, like, I hope they don't find Jennifer. And then they say, they're like, ah, fuck. God damn it, they found her. And. And then he's wishing they don't find the next yeah, person. Yeah, because, you know, most times when you catch a killer, they're like, you got me. Okay, you know I mean, I, I, not, they don't admit it, but in their head, they're like, all right, that's it. Jig's up. But with him, he's like, God, there are so many other people. I really hope I just get these. <laughs> And like on the September 20th, they're like, we found one for um, Georgina, Patricia, Helen, and Jennifer. He's like, fuck! Yeah, the hits kept on coming. Because October 3rd, they brought four more murder charges for Heather Chinock, Tanya Holick, Sherry Irving, and Inga Hall, which brought the total to 15 at this point, making it the largest investigation of any Canadian serial killer. Excavation continued through November of 2003, and the cost was estimated to be around $70 million. Damn. Yeah. Two years later, two years later, on May 26, 2005, an additional 12 charges were added for the deaths of Kara Ellis, Andrea Borhaven, Deborah Lynn Jones, <laughs> Marnie Frey, Tiffany Drew, Carrie Koski, Sarah DeVry, Cynthia Felix, Angela Jardine, Wendy Crawford, Diana Melnick and Jane Doe bringing the total to 27. And if I mispronounced any names, I sincerely apologize. What if it's Jeanne Doe instead of Jane Doe? <laughs> yes, they're French Canadians. <laughs> what if it was a woman named Jane Doe? Like, the, we found her. Jeanne Doe. <laughs> the cops are like, we finally found one named Jane Doe. All my years, I never thought this would happen. You know, I can understand. If they were going to find a Jane Doe, it would be on Picton's farm. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it would be. I could understand how it would take two years. I mean, because what a lot of people don't think about is with every person that comes up, that is a literally a new charge. So that mm-hmm. that death has to be investigated. Each individual death has to be investigated and presented and has to be proven beyond a shadow and of a doubt. And they had to excavate every single inch of that entire pig farm <laughs> you now, know one now, cubic foot or meter by yeah. cubic meter you know little bit at a time it's it's now a crater there's mm. nothing left there <laughs> not to mention that this was a pig farm and most of these people were probably fed to the pigs yeah just throwing that out there it's just i would hate to be that cop that's like all right take that put that in the tiffany pile <laughs> Was that the DNA comes back as Marnie? Okay, uh, two people down to the left. Yeah, they just, just got it, little totes with names <laughs> taped. Put it to in them. the Tupperware box. Forensics. Really, the- there's a Jane Doe, Steve. I just had one for a person. Jane Doe. <laughs> Get it right. Jane Shit. Doe. Just put it in the Jane Doe box. So <laughs> we find out what. <laughs> that was weird. Forensics in the case were difficult, like I said, due to decomposition and the bodies having been eaten by insects and pigs. 
Claims have been made that Picton fed the bodies directly to the pigs and may have even ground human flesh and mixed it with pork that was then sold to the public. The province's health authority actually had to later issue a warning about his pork products. <laughs> People Because they didn't fucking know. People patties. They were like, hey, we just want to warn you, this meat might contain people. Yeah. yeah. That's how bad it was. Usually with um, FDA, I'm not I'm not speaking on Canada, but in America, it's like, this may, this may contain rat feces. This may contain insect pieces. Like, stuff that you would always find, like, you'd be surprised. The shit they allow. But this like, may contain like, breasts. This may contain a Jane Doe. A labia. God, you're dark. I didn't say shit about a labia. Am I wrong? Would that not be part of the body? If you say labia, it's just labia. But if you say a labia, it sounds like a country. Do you want to go there? No, it's probably on the banned country list or some shit. A labia night. Don't. Like a labian days. Guys, you're getting hammered. It just fits, man. Yeah. All right, so. I want a magic carpet. I thought I had your magic carpet, baby. <laughs> I love you more every day. (laughs) (coughs) Remember that one time we had sex? Yep. We've had sex twice. We have two boys. Two times. Yay. I've got a load building up you wouldn't fucking believe. Wow. Too much information. That was too much information. Yep. Not the carpet one. No, that one. That was it. That's because my carpet is magic, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> you love it. I just repainted my thighs. <laughs> Dude, that was gross, even for me. Yeah. So the preliminary inquiry, which would be similar to here in America, like the grand jury, the inquiry revealed the attempted murder charge of Wendy Eitstetter in 1997. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and ask because I'm not going to turn back a page because I don't want to, but. <laughs> that is the epitome of lazy. It's... All you have to do is that. Yeah, that's a lot of shit you're doing. <laughs> is she the one that went to the hospital with him? Yes. Okay. She was the prostitute that he was initially charged with attempted murder and the charges That they dismissed because of her credibility, but now yes. they're coming back to it. But they okay. did reveal this during the preliminary inquiry. And those clothes and boots that I said have been kept in storage for seven years would show DNA of two missing women on them. Now, see, here's here's what I'm thinking. Back then, they were like, well, you know, um, this is, she's not credible. Drug problems, alcohol problems. And, but then, like, later on, they're like, oh, remember her? Like, yeah, we remember her. And we, you know, it's just it wasn't really credible. Yeah, um, he killed, like, 30 other people. Oh, well, shit. Uh, where's her paperwork? Is she around? Can you call her? Well, sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, Open mouth, cut off top of head, and insert both feet and hands. In here. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I'm, I made her laugh so hard she's dying. I'm not dying. I'm getting over my... Cold you respiratory a, infection thing. You have a funny way of getting over shit. I've been stuck in a <laughs> in a quarantined unit working with all these sick people, and now I'm sick. But anyway, 
The police had received calls and tips asking for Picton to be looked into related to the missing women. And a tip was even received in 1999 that reported Picton had a freezer full of human flesh. Police did interview him and even got permission to search his property, but they never did. But I'm lazy. But I'm lazy. Yeah. Okay. Just making. That was a little more than turning a page of paper. But they still didn't do it. Yeah. So, bad policemen. Bad. <laughs> you know, on your lunch break, if you're going to go to Burger King, just pop over to the place and go check it out. Yeah. You know? they, they talked to him. They, he said, hey, yeah, check it out. And they were like, no, we don't need to. We believe you, crazy pig farmer guy that's dirty and throws Hell's Angels parties with prostitutes. In a slaughterhouse. You know, just saying. Sorry, Canada, but kind of slipped up on that one. So Picton's trial began in 2006 on January 30th. Picton pled not guilty. He didn't do anything wrong. Yep. He didn't do anything wrong at all. And you guys are really giving him a bad rap. Yeah, he was, nope, nope, it wasn't me. God, in the public eye like this, how's he going to bounce back? One count was rejected for lack of evidence, but that still left 26 counts. Now I got to turn a page. Yep. Time to not be lazy. Turn it. Do it. Oh, Make it happen. God, I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> the remaining charges were then split into a group of six and a group of 20, as evidence for the group of six was more closely related and differed some from the other 20s evidence. The other 20s. <laughs> they had to break up his charges. Because there were so many fucking people. Good lord. The official trial started for the six victims that they had separated on January 22nd of 2007. And these were for the deaths of Fry, Abatswe, Pappen, Josbury, Wolf, and Wilson. Picton allegedly confessed to an undercover police officer posing as his cellmate to killing 49 women and reportedly stated that he wanted to kill one more to make it a good old even 50. You want to end strong. That's right. But he also said that he was caught because he was sloppy. Sloppy. (laughs) Yeah. The pig farmer was sloppy. Really? (laughs) Thought all of his ducks were in a row. That's actually really smart, having a cop pose as a cellmate to get the information out and everything. Yeah. That's actually... Canada, you're doing better. You kind of redeemed yourself on that one. <laughs> I can just picture the Australians with the broom. They're like, settle down, settle down. Am I right? <laughs> and then they would have released you the next day. As long as you said you were good. <laughs> yeah, they would have put you in the loony bin and then you'd be like, no, I'm good. You know, what if this is all like part of Australia's justice system? They're like, oh, you're good? Okay. I'll open the door. <laughs> Good luck with all the wildlife out there. Yeah. Go have fun. Go venture out. (laughs) Caroline into the world. Caroline's into the world devoid of our protection. Because there is shit out there. Have you... Do you have Netflix? Have you seen it? (laughs) That water buffalo looking at you like you're next. Remember? Yep. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. Two videotapes were introduced into evidence. The first one was Picton's friend Scott Chubb, Chubb, <laughs> saying that Picton had Your told... Your carpet. 
We were talking about your vagina. Yeah. That's what the whole thing was about. Mm-hmm. All right. Glad you got on board there. Man. <laughs> I just now got it. <laughs> anyway, Scott Chubb was saying that... It's pick- good. The first one was Picton's friend Scott Chubb saying that Picton had told him... A good way to kill female heroin addicts is to inject them with windshield washer fluid. Are you giving out ideas? This is this is just what was said. Don't do it. Yeah, that's just what Chubb said about Picton. Willie and Chubbs hanging out. The second was an associate named Andre Bellwood saying Picton mentioned killing a prostitute by handcuffing and strangling them, then bleeding and gutting them, and then feeding them to the pigs. Pigs gotta eat. And on a side note, two pairs of fur-lined handcuffs and a syringe with three milliliters of blue fluid were found on the property during the search. Couldn't possibly be windshield washer fluid, mm, could it? Mm-mm. Nope. No. These two things could not be related at all. He did say he was sloppy. <laughs> on December 9th of 2007, Picton was found not guilty of first-degree murder... But he was found guilty of six counts of second-degree murder. On December 11th, 18 victim impact statements were read by the judge and Picton was sentenced to life in prison with no possibility of parole for 25 years, which is the maximum in Canada. The VPD uh, released an apology. They held a press conference led by Deputy Chief Constable Doug Lepard. I don't like that. If it's going to be a press conference, there's going to be an apology. It needs to be the chief, not the deputy. Chief. He needs to come out and fucking say it. It, it would be like, even with us, like, if you don't want the um, sheriff's deputy to come out and make apology for anything, you want the sheriff to fucking do it. Yeah. That's like, that's like a senator who's been exposed for doing something has his fucking secretary come out and say shit. No. You come out and fucking, you know, it doesn't matter fine but of course you know he probably wanted to save face so he sent his second in command out he was probably still out there in the fucking pig farm trying to find teeth so deputy chief constable doug lapard said quote i wish from the bottom of my heart that we would have caught him sooner i wish that the several agencies involved could have done better in so many ways i wish that all the mistakes that were made we could undo and i wish that more lives would have been saved So on my behalf of the Vancouver Police Department and all the men and women that worked on this investigation, I would say to the families how sorry we are for your losses and because we did not catch this monster sooner. End quote. And that was nice. Nice Mm -hmm. sentiment. Sure. I mean, it's not often that you see services like this acknowledging that mistakes were made. Maybe they should. Maybe they should do that more often. Mm Mm-hmm. The victim's children filed a lawsuit against the VPD, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and the Crown for failing to protect the victims. I want your apology right up your fucking ass. (laughs) A settlement was reached in March of 2014, and each child was compensated with $50,000 with no admission of liability from those being sued. $50,000? So they're saying, we'll give you some money, but we won't say that we did anything wrong. So evidently, $50,000 is the price of a human. Man, that wasn't as much as I thought it'd be. Yeah. Each of the, what, 27 victims 
26 if you discount the one that was dropped. I don't want to be devil's advocate, but all those victims, $50,000 for each one, that does add up to a lot of fucking money. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not saying it doesn't make it any better, but when you look at it like that, I'm like, wow, that's... That's a chunk. That's a chunk of fucking money coming out. And I'm actually surprised because as much as I've researched on cases with compensation, that's actually quite a bit for compensation for murder victim from a municipality or province or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, exactly. Because like on like the first 48, they just call the family like we got them. You don't get $50,000. Still... They left Picton in jail, guilty of these charges, but he's also implicated in other murders and was never charged for them. Those were for the deaths of Mary Ann Clark, Yvonne Marie Bowen, Don Teresa Cray, and two unidentified Jane Doe's. Jeanne Doe's. <laughs> Jeanne Doe's. Oui, oui. On top of, you know, the rest he was never taken to trial for. Picton remains at this time incarcerated in a federal penitentiary in Canada. You know, through this whole thing, I can't help but think of Bricktop. Oh, yeah, from Snatch. From Snatch, yeah. Feeding them to the pigs. Feed them to the pigs. Shave the hair and knock out the teeth. Feed them to the pigs. Don't cut the top of their fucking heads off and turn them into their own jack-in-the-box. Well, and obviously he was sloppy because he didn't do as Bricktop said because... They found a jawbone and teeth near one of the slaughterhouses. Yeah. And I don't know specifically what remains were found when they did the excavations, but I would assume they would have to be bone and teeth. So, so far, the ones that I know of for sure is Willie and um, Luca. From uh, Canada? Yeah. Yeah. So there's far. A, there's a few more. I'm sure there Carla is. Carla That sounds like the name of a shake. <laughs> Carla Hamolka and I can't remember her husband's name right off the top of my head. There was the guy that was the native that killed and dismembered the guy in the hotel. Stuff that we may cover in the future. Sure. So, Canada does have a few, not nearly as much as us here down in the U.S. Yeah, I mean, no country's perfect. You're going to (laughs) have... That was like a paradox, what you just said. That shouldn't make sense. What? No country's perfect. When we're talking about the limited number of serial killers. Well, every country's got them. <laughs> you made it sound like they weren't perfect because they didn't have as many as us. Oh my god, I just read something today. Um, serial killers. Okay. Uh-huh. There is a... Ah, oh, fuck, where is it? There is, a, there is an active serial killer right now in... God. I'm oh. sure there's a lot right now. <laughs> yeah, there is. But like we're kind of rooting for him because he's 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 in he's in the, the Middle East he's in um, I want I want to say Syria or I want or Iran I can't remember but right now he's killing like ISIS he's killing ISIS members but Ow. he is a serial killer like he has like his own you know code of conduct no no like his own like top ten list most wanted modus operandi. Chile, Tecate. Modus operandi. There you go. But, um, <laughs> but like, he's listed as, he's not a militant. He's a, he's a fucking serial killer. He's listed as a serial killer, and he's killing these guys. So, so we're like, hey, good, keep doing what you're doing. wonder how he's pulling that off. I don't know. 
I don't know. I just read it today. But it was very vague. Because, you know, we're just now finding out you can't get all the story at once. Well, and I'm sure it's hard Shit for them is developing. to actually say definitively that it is a serial killer. Maybe. I don't know. Pretty neat, though. Well, yeah. or not. I don't know. <sighs> Pretty neat if you're anti-ISIS, which I would hope that you all are. Yeah. Okay. So, did we have fun at the Piggy Palace Good Time Society? That is so cool. <laughs> it was cool. It is no more. Damn. You know, like, I feel bad for the forensic, like, what's it called? Guy. <laughs> sure. Which one? You know, he's got to be sitting, like, with boxes of, like, files, and he's just like, I don't even fucking know where to start. Oh, my God. I would assume you're talking about, like, a forensic anthropologist sure. who studies the bones and yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that would be an anthropologist. Man, right in their fucking skull. <laughs> the feet and hands and the skull. Makes me think of the can you open and the snake pops out. <laughs> That's where <laughs> your mind goes. Yeah. Hmm. I have a beautiful one. I have a beautiful mind. Sure. Fucking... <laughs> <laughs> If you you know what, so. man? Fuck you, okay? <laughs> okay, I think that wraps it up for this one. He's massaging my neck. Oh, God. That's how you do it. That's how you, that's how you silence, like, any woman. Just like, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> and just massage the neck. And like, oh, okay. That's good. There you go. <laughs> so, in closing... I want to say visit geekyclothing.com, G-I-K-I clothing.com for all of your martinis and the macabre needs as well as other fine accoutrements. Let me go ahead and put a pin in that. Due to administrative um, problems, logistical problems actually, uh, the website is now um, being under construction, um, having to do with some of the material, and I'm finding better material to use and uh, while I'm at it, I'm just going to go ahead and just revamp the entire website. Not the not the entire website, but like um, we're, we're slowly like transitioning into different style, which I'm going to constantly be doing. So if you ever go to the website and you say, oh, this site's under construction, we'll be back with you shortly. Rest assured, your boy Billy is at the computer doing something different. Making but, shit happen. But you'll always find, you'll always find the, the, the shirts, the mugs, and... Everything like that on there. But right now we're going toward more of an abstract art and um, retro type of feel. So hopefully, hopefully, fuck it. Hopefully by the time you hear this, we'll have it. It'll be up. Okay. In fact, fuck it. Go to getclothing.com. It'll be up. I'll make sure of it. So we said all that for nothing? I'm going to really, I'm going <laughs> to really like fucking ring it in with, with all the employees, me. And really get them to work, me. And we're going to have it going, me. <laughs> I also want to take this time to thank Phaser765 for the artwork you see on our thumbnail. T-shirts, mugs. Yep, we actually just got him some framed uh, artwork for Martins and the Cobb to put in his room. It's quite awesome. And we're going to have a special listen at the end of this episode... He has said it's okay to share some of his music with you guys. So I am very proud to announce that our freaking 12-year-old, 
who's done our artwork, gets 4.0 in his honors classes, is building a computer in his spare time. Yeah, he also makes music when he's bored. Go fucking figure. And he's doing so good. He's got no referrals, no tardies, all that stuff. And and, and he just recently, like, as a a reward for it, he went to a uh, Pacers game. Yeah, in Indy. Yeah. Yeah. That's our kid. I don't know how that happened. Making fucking music when he's bored. And it's good. It's damn good. (laughs) It's damn good. So hopefully you will enjoy that at the end of this episode because I will put it in there for you. And he and he does this music in between homework and building the tower hard drive for his computer. Mm-hmm. When I was his age, I had this thing. Okay. It's called Super Soakers. <laughs> and I thought they were awesome. And I would pump it up a lot. And you could really do damage close up. <laughs> So, there's that. Yeah, when I was his age, I was babysitting. And babysitting. That was it. I wasn't doing any of that stuff. I he did also, get good grades. He also wrote, pub- uh, wrote poetry and yes, was published. He's, he's been published for his poetry. I don't get it. Uh, uh, we've actually got the books with his poetry in it. This kid is fucking amazing. I think what it took, and Sarah, my sister... Um, who will be a guest on our next episode on our next episode and I can't wait it's going to be great <laughs> she said because I was talking to her about him building a computer mm-hmm. and she was like you know you take your genes like you know our family's genes mm-hmm. they're pretty dullard but then you take like <laughs> add, not dullard. you add water and <laughs> like really really turns into something you know and it's like with your genes just add water, and you have this. You have him. You have our kid, yeah. who is like, it's it's some um, magical poof. I have a feeling. What's going to happen is when you and I get old, mm-hmm. he is going to have, like we're talking like old, 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 old. Mm-hmm. He is going to have already set up a rest home for us, like owned by him. Yes. <laughs> And it's going to be like <laughs> virtual reality. The time that you're the happiest in or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's going to do that. <sighs> Where we'll always be like the happiest time that we are. Every day of my life, I'm the happiest I've ever been. But like he'll make it nostalgic. You know how like nowadays they have like in, I want to say Germany, they have like nursing homes where they're actually like neighborhoods in a huge warehouse and the warehouse has like LCD Are you lights sure that's on top. Not Sweden, it's something like that. Sweden or Germany. It's somewhere over in Europe. And like instead of rooms, they're like cottages mm-hmm. and shit like that. He's gonna do the next big thing. Certain of it. He's gonna do something great. But we are really appreciative to him for helping us with our computer non-understanding. You suck at it. <laughs> I used to think I was so good at computers because I learned very young how to work them and things have just advanced so much. Yeah. We're like, hey, we need your help. Do you know how to do this? Yeah, and now it's like, with me... It was, I feel like my mom. With me, it's like, he'll show me stuff. I'm like, the left button does all that? You click the left button, you can do all this shit? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm just... 
remembering times when my mom's been like, I need you to hook up the VCR for me. <laughs> Program the VCR for me. Program the clock for me. <laughs> but at least we're saying, show us how to do this. Or do you know how to do this? We're not making him do anything. I promise it's not child labor. <laughs> but he's an awesome kid. We really hope you uh, enjoy his music at the end of this episode and his artwork. And you can find him on YouTube at Phaser765. That's with the P-H. Uh, you can find him on SoundCloud. And you can find him on SoundCloud. It's P-H-A-Z-E-R-765. I also want to take this time to thank PurplePlanet.com, JewelBeat.com, and Pond5.com for all of the music and sound effects that you've heard this episode. Visit martinisinthemacabre.com. That's our website. We've got everything from um, pictures and a bio about us. We've got links to all the episodes with an embedded web player. So if you don't want to download something, you can listen to all the episodes right there on the website. Or just call me. Just call me. I'll, I'll tell you about it. No. Okay. No, we screen our calls. Don't call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you call, I'm going to think you're a fucking bill collector. I'm not going to answer you. <laughs> That's like a conversation we have every day. Honey, do you know somebody in Oregon? <laughs> no. Oh, neither do I. Fuck them. Either that or they're calling for fucking Lisa Fisher on my cell phone. She hasn't had this number for like three years. Really pay attention to it, guys. Come on. Really? I get calls that literally say India. Anyway. <laughs> Visit martinisinthemacabre.com, follow us on Facebook, at martinisinthemacabre, and like us and follow us on Twitter, martini underscore macabre. We've been getting more followers, that's great. Um, Been trying to put stuff on Instagram, I just haven't had much time this week, been working some extra hours, Um, but that's at martinisinthemacabre. Basically anything you can think of is martinisinthemacabre. Except for Twitter is Martini underscore Macabre because Billy did that one. Well, uh, don't judge me. (laughs) I'm doing my best. Yeah, I set up a Twitter. What is it? Martini underscore Macabre. What? (laughs) Why? Why not? (laughs) That's the only different one. How many Twitter accounts you set up? Yeah, shut up. Just. Just Google Martinis and the Macabre. You'll see us. You'll find us. Yay, you can see us. Woo-hoo. At this time, we were very quickly approaching 3,000 downloads. I'm hoping within the next couple days we'll have that. We are greatly humbled. We thank you for listening and sharing. We hope you enjoy. And uh, if that's everything you have to say. I think um, as far as episodes go, I think our highest rated one will be next week's episode when Sarah puts her drunk ass. <laughs> oh, yes. And please, 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 if you are listening on iTunes, <clears throat> which I've looked at the stats and like 75% of our downloads are through iTunes, please rate and review us on there so we can get an idea of how we're doing. We have yet to get any feedback, so I'm assuming we're doing good since we're getting more downloads. But I don't know for certain. So if you could please rate and review us on iTunes, download us on Stitcher, wherever you get our episodes from, please. Just some type of feedback. Yeah. Send us an email, martinisinthemacabre at gmail.com. You can contact us on the web Contact us on the web page through our contact page. 
anything you can just to let us know how we're doing, and we would greatly appreciate it. Is that it uh, from you? That's it. Yeah, you guys have a great day. Have a great night. And um, we'll talk to you next time. And um, enjoy the music from our 12-year-old Twelve year old son. Yeah. It's great. Take a listen. How does he do it? How does he do it? You know, I don't know. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye bye.
horse piss.